Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I got him, Alara. I just had dinner with the Obama, what did you do? Hop up on Twitter talking about the stuff you don't do. Rock off a lawn, shawty, cause that is what you gon' do. Sabiato, New Balance, of style. Third down and six, right up the gut. That is Gibson, and he is gone. Third of the ball game for the rookie Antonio Gibson. Farms at the farms, all you hear is oi. One time for BDR, we just try to see you out. I used to be with Nas, beating Murray City up. Why should you talk to one respect about it? Picked up, and Mullins fumbles the football. Washington has it back. Chase Young, they're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. Maybe I got it all too fast, too soon. Been living life, no fans, no rules. And I've been trying to make it last, make it move. But I'ma hop in this point and knock a fool's What is up, everybody? Welcome to the live episode of the Birdie Network Podcast. I was just telling Brian, this is his first time going live with us on Twitter, so... If y'all are tuning in, welcome, Brian, to the first live show with you. How you doing, man? I'm good. It's good to be back. It's been a while, so yeah. why not jump in and do a live one? Live bullets. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> if we mess up, we mess up. That's the beauty <laughs> of the live show. Either it looks good or it goes down to chaos. But no, man, it's a ton of fun. And uh, we just wanted to get y'all ready. I know there's so much draft stuff going on right now. It's exhausting. Um, but we just want to do a live mock draft, kind of go over what we believe, Ron, and the front office's approach is going to look like for the draft. So when you're doing your mock draft, you kind of know what to look for. And then we're just going to roll a live mock draft and kind of see how it falls and whether we like it or not. We've been, you know, we hit some some good uh, free agent signings and stuff like that when we yeah. talked about it. We felt like we did good, so maybe it'll translate over to the draft. Um, but we're going to be using PFF. What were you going to say, Brian? I was going to say, and then we just package up this video. We send it in to Jason, right? We send yep. it in to Coach Ron, and, you know, let's see what can happen from there. Maybe yeah. we're on the – we're in the war room next year. You might work rem- remote from Georgia, but I might have to make the trip over to Ashburn. We'll see if it pans out. I will be in Cleveland for the draft, so, Ron, let's if you go. need me. I told Jason, right, I'm going to be there. I was like, look, if you need me to announce a pick or anything, let me know. I'll be on stage. I'm there. I'm expendable. I'm off payroll. I can do whatever y'all need me to. Just but give first your, off, Brian. Just give me your direct line and make sure that you know that you're available. Clear your line out. You're you're good to go. Whatever they need. My luck. It'll be like one of those spam calls. I ignore. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. Oh, this is Marty Herney. Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was my credit card company. So first off, I just want to hit because we kind of heard a little bit today with Train Lance, and that's kind of the big thing is trading up for Train Lance. He had a second pro day today. At first, we were going to have people there, and then John kind of said, nope, we kind of abandoned that, and there's no one at Trey Lance's second pro day, but we did have some of the first. How do you feel about that? Do you think trading up for Lance is still even an option for Washington right now? I don't think trading up to like a top four pick, you know, to Atlanta, maybe even like a top 10 pick. I just think that is so much to give up. We were kind of talking about this uh, right before we went on. It's just so much to give up uh, for a project. And I think this team could use those picks right now and could continue to build and roll with a Ryan Fitzpatrick um, to where moving up for Lance just doesn't make sense with their plans. Um, I don't think going to the pro day is, you know, end all be all, you know what I mean? But I think, I think that trading up, uh, you know, if he if he ends up being in the teens somewhere, maybe they try to move up a couple of spots. But for some like huge, huge deal into the top ten, I just don't see I don't see that happening the way they've done things. Yeah, I've just been kind of putting the pieces together of like the rumors we've been hearing, what John Kahn has been saying, and it's like kind of back and forth. Like Ron and uh, I think Hurdy or someone might have said it in the press conference. They had like they value experience that's something i've always been huge on when it comes to quarterbacks is experience in-game experience i don't want you learning in the nfl like haskins had to do i mean he really had one full season at ohio state it was an outstanding like historic season for him 
but then you're learning so much more in the NFL. I don't want that to be your learning experiences in the NFL when you're just all out there, especially the first round pick. Like that's why I really liked Justin Herbert coming out because he seemed like he was at Oregon forever and he just got all that experience. He learned everything he needed to, read defenses, made mistakes, learned from it, and is translating to the NFL. And he looks like one of the more promising young quarterbacks in the league. So that's something I've been big on. And then we hear John Kahn talking about if the quarterback is there, we might trade up. But his biggest thing is like in the top 10. So for me, it's like the 8, 9, and 10 spot. I've been saying top four is not, to me, a in question for us. I don't think so. We're not going to mortgage the future, like Ron said. Trade up to four. If it doesn't pan out, then you just set yourself back even more. Like we just made the playoffs. Yeah. Say what you want about the NFC East. But if Trey Lance is at four, like you trade up and get him and you trade away two extra first, a second, whatever it takes, you're losing that going forward. And I love Trey Lance. I love his upside. We don't know what he's going to be. We know what Trevor Lawrence is going to be, you know, knock on wood, unless he turns out to be one of the biggest busts of all time or something. But we don't have that with Trey Lance. So for me, like if he's there, eight, nine, 10, I'm all for it. Um, But I asked Twitter on the Burgundy Network podcast Twitter account, what did everyone think Washington was going to do in the draft in the first round? Are you going to trade up? Are we staying at 19 or are we trading back? Which a lot of people have jumped on that train lately too. Um, and it looked like there was about 131 votes from this morning. Um, 28% said trade up. 57 said stay at 19. And 15 said trade back. So, Brian, if you're looking at this, you know, without seeing what players fall and all that, if you just had to blindly put, pick one of those options – do you think we trade up, stay at 19, or trade back? I think that the more I see this, I think that staying at 19 seems to be the move, or at least the move I would make. Because the, the biggest thing is you got to have a trade partner, right? I mean, it's easy to say, hey, let's trade up. Hey, let's trade back, accumulate more picks. But you got to have teams that that want to make those deals. And so maybe the, the most realistic, the easiest, the – smartest thing is to just stay put and take one of the best players available at 19. That's what I'm, I'm leaning more towards. You don't have to mortgage the future. Like we said um, to move up and then trading back. That sounds great. I mean, I'd love to get more picks, but is anybody really trying to move up to 19? I mean, are there other are teams in the twenties that are trying to move up to 19? I mean, who are they trying to take right there? That's the question that it becomes. So to me, the more I think about it, I think 19 is kind of where it's at. And, it makes the most sense. And they're going to be some really talented players in some spots where you certainly could use some really talented players. So why not stay there, make a pick, um, not, not mortgage the future. Like we said, not give up anything and uh, get a, get a playmaker that contributes on day one. I've been saying if we do trade back, which does sound nice. I've done a couple, couple mock drafts. I'm like, dang, this guy, I forget. He's in like the 30, 40 range. Like we're picking up that extra pick. The one team I'd keep an eye on is New Orleans. If Mac Jones falls to 19, I think they would absolutely trade up. I forgot where they're picking. It's in like the mid to late 20s. We'll see here in a second when we open up the mock draft. They're at 28, by the way. That's kind of falling kind of far back, but it's good for us getting an additional pick. And there's still a lot of great value. I mean, it's only pick 28. Like people act like the value falls off like past 10. Right. But I think that would really be one of the only teams to trade up with us. Um, maybe like the Steelers, if like Micah Parsons or someone like that falls, like maybe they trade up for us. Um, but personally, I think we stay at 19. I think there's a lot of great value and there's been a lot of questions with who we take at 19 and we're going right. to jump into that. So one thing I want to say real quick though, is with your approach with Washington, do you think we're more of a BPA kind of best player available kind of drafting person like as a team, or do you think we're like, hey, this is more of our needs-based selections? I think, you know, it, it sounds like I'm going to ride the fence, but I think you really got to go with both. I mean, I think you got to be realistic. You know, if there is a, a, a spot that you need, if there is a, a slam dunk linebacker right there, I think, you know, you take it, you know, that, that goes to need. But if there's a guy like an all-world talent that's available, obviously you got to take that guy. You know, even if it is at some random position where you feel like you're all set. So I think that really you got to kind of match that as best as you can. You can't reach, um, but you can't sit back either. So I, I think that, you know, that sounds like riding the fence, but you you got to just kind of combine. True. 
you got to combine both of them. And honestly, I kind of think that's what the 19th pick is. You're going to have some decent guys, but you also you, you can't reach too much knowing you know that you're not picking again to the second round. You got to trust your board. You know that sounds like such a cliche, but you got to trust your board and you got to take what makes the most sense there. If there's a guy that stands out to you, take him. Um, if there's a spot there that that makes sense for this team that they're really lacking, take him. And I think that at 19, you're at a good spot to be able to do that. Honestly, I go back to last year. Like, was Chase Young at two a need? No. Was he the best player available? Absolutely. As right. we see, he's, he's going to be a great player for a very long time. If you remember, the whole the whole phrase going into the draft was tank for Tua or trade back for Tua or like Washington's interested in Tua. Will they trade back to like three, four, five and get out of that two spot? And we're like, no, we're, we're taking Chase Young. Like we know the kind of player he is. You don't pass up on that. So do you trade – or do you draft off of needs? Yes, but right. also there's a player like that available. I think there's a lot of them in this first round. Like we'll talk about offensive line. I like Cornelius Lucas. Is left tackle like a dying need for us? Not in my opinion, but if you have like a Christian Darisol sitting there in 19, that is a long-term solution. And the hot take I've been saying is he's kind of like the Trent Williams to me. Like he could be that guy at left tackle for a very long time and hold it down. It might be a little, might be a little too hot for some of you know the right. old time fans, but I really believe that. So, let's jump into it. Like I said, I've been using PFF for mock drafts. Um, they've been good to me. I usually do Draft Network, but they've kind of let me down this year. I'm not really 100 on board with how they've been ranking guys. So, I've been I was, doing. Uh, I was trying to get Kyle Pitts in the second. They just wouldn't make it happen. <laughs> yeah with that, that we're not going to use them um so they have, look they have us trying to do trades already we're not trading to number one for jacksonville no so start to draft I, I think i think with jacksonville it's really does trevor lawrence want number 16 you know what i mean yeah. like i think that that's that's the only question left with that yeah yeah and it's funny like i was watching espn today and they're like oh does trevor lawrence's comments about like his work ethic does that make him fall out of number one no like nope. are, y'all, are y'all running nope. out of that much stuff to say what, it was bad. what's the bugs bunny uh no no that's my that's my go-to <laughs> no yeah exactly <laughs> i use that way too much um so this actually looks very realistic yeah um some might disagree with some but Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two, Justin Fields three. I think that's exactly how it goes. Kyle Pitts at four would be killer for Atlanta. I mean, you you wouldn't hear the end of it down there in Georgia. No, they, they're um, already ta- they're calling him the unicorn down here, and I think oh, that they're very good. excited about a unicorn <laughs> in Atlanta. I mean, you have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and then Kyle Pitts. So that if there's a way for Matt Ryan to go out swinging, that's definitely Shoot. it. Um, Devontae Smith, I feel like. The Bengals would pick more of a tackle there. I might switch these two. Look, um, I would I would agree with you, and I saw this on Twitter. You saw the Bengals came out with their new jerseys and all that. Mm-hmm. That burrow knee looking rough, son. Yeah, in that picture, you can see the scar. They absolutely need some sort of protection for that kid, or they're yeah. doing it all wrong. He was the most sacked quarterback last year, I believe, like final numbers, and he missed how many games mm. at the end, which is terrible. Um so this is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets to where we're talking about. Trey Lance at eight to the Panthers, which I believe they could absolutely do still. Like if Sam Darnold just doesn't pan out for him, they only have him for two years. So right. people are saying Trey Lance needs to sit out a year anyways. Good. If Sam Darnold sucks, you got Trey Lance ready to come in. Um, and then Mac Jones at nine to Denver. Honestly, wouldn't surprise me either just because Denver seems like they're ready to move on from Locke. Um, at least so competition for him, you yeah. know. At least competition. Yep. Light a little spark up under him. Micah Parsons to Dallas would be like the worst thing to happen. I yeah, would absolutely hurt. hate it. Well, actually, there's two more though. And actually, oh my goodness, Jalen Yeah, this is terrible. Jalen Waddle to the Giants, then Patrick Sertain to the Eagles, which both makes perfect sense. Um, both absolutely need those. That's why I really like PFF because it's not just a bunch of random picks. Like these are actually needs based. And it could happen. Like, I agree with all of these. Like, all of these are big needs here. Oh, man. Trayvon to the Cardinals would be sick. And I've been hearing a lot of more smoke of uh, Jock going to Miami, saying that that's what they really wanted out of Minka uh, Fitzpatrick before they traded him to the Steelers. 
he's like, hey, guys, I want to play more free safety. And like, no, we want you to be more of a box safety kind of guy. Didn't work out. Trade him to Pittsburgh. Now he's balling like an all pro. And Jock really fills that need that not really a linebacker, but can be a linebacker kind of hybrid. We'll see how that pans out. Um, we have PTSD from hybrid players. Yeah. Um, so Landon Collins is or is not a linebacker depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Was that Washington <laughs> Wire said some? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Some junk. Anyways, nineteen looks very interesting to us because two guys that have been um, mocked to us very often, and that is Christian Darisol, who I mentioned from Virginia Tech. Like I said, he could be that long-term left tackle for Washington that we really need. Or Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, who has also been very high mocked to us. I know my boy Christian Darisol is saying there, but we do not need in, uh, interior D-line. So, no. sorry, Barmore. Love you. Good luck um, when you go to probably Tennessee. Um, so, looking at, looking at just those two, we do have Elijah Moore kind of creeping here. Um, but two more edge guys, another tackle down here. I don't see any of these guys. Greg Newsom. Great corner, but that's not like a blaring need for us anymore. Right. I think we are locked down um, at the corner spot. So just looking at these two, it's a very deep tackle draft. It's a very deep wide receiver draft also. If you're looking at these two guys at 19, you got a couple minutes on the clock. Ron's like, all right, Brian, we're you know, 50-50 on this. You're the final call. Which one of these two guys we get? Here, here's where I'm reading the tea leaves and kind of reading what they've done. Uh, so far this offseason they went out and they spent some money on Curtis Samuel and then they also added Adam Humphreys which kind of felt like it came out of left field kind of made sense in the, the same time you throw in the fact that they also brought back Cam Sims they've invested a bit in wide receiver right in, in free agency I think that they could roll with that you always want to try to get better obviously you can't have too many pass catchers out there we saw this team with the lack of thereof last year however i think that they've kind of, they're kind of set not quote unquote set with wide receiver right now and i think the tackle makes too much sense we talked about it darisol is probably one of the premier if not the premier tackle you, you you're t- absolutely right it's a deep class but he's probably depending on who you talk to panay Sewell is up there but he kind of was a little bit shorter than people thought that kind of surprised some people mm-hmm. Darisol makes so much sense at tackle. And like you, like you said, Cornelius Lucas was, was good. He was solid, but you can't go wrong with adding a guy that could be there a long time and play the position yeah. really well. And I agree with you. Like I, we will absolutely draft a wide receiver. I will bet oh, yeah. everything on it. I'll bet my next two paychecks that it'll be there. There'll be a wide receiver in this draft. Um, you can add running back to that now with Bryce Lowe getting released today. Um, but like, I'm really looking at this and there's every draft, there's players where you're like, they just fit so well with this team. Like they are destined to wear that Jersey and this draft, honestly, I hate to say it, but Micah Parsons and a Cowboy Jersey makes so much sense. Like it just looks like he was born to be a Cowboy. Ugh. Um, I know but it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> Justin Fields in the San Francisco uniform looks phenomenal. And I'm looking at this, and it just seems like every mock draft I see, every news media form I see, every single one just like Christian Darisol, like staying in Virginia, it's what we do. You know, another tech guy, but he just looks like he would be a natural guy for Washington. He would, he's just born to put on that uniform. And to me, I think that he he's just going to be a stud for us. I like some of the wide receivers coming up. We do have pick fifty one. I just think he's too good to pass up on. If now if he goes to say Miami, they surprise us. They take a tackle there at 18, which they do need some offensive line help for um, Tua. Then maybe I would go Rashad Bateman. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say so. Let's. I, I was going to kind of flip it in a different way. Let's say you know not Rashad Bateman's taken somewhere, but let's say somebody didn't take Devonte Smith or didn't take Jalen Waddle. They fell there. Oh man. That- <laughs> You're taking those two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I yeah. mean, I would agree with that. I think Rashad. And not Bateman just because is- they went to Alabama. Like they're no, just no, no. I, I completely agree. That's what, I mean, Rashad Bateman is absolutely solid, but I think he is a, a drop below those first three wide receivers. Yeah. Would you say? I'd agree with you. Yeah. I think Jamar Chase, Waddle Smith is in their own tier. Um, 
I have Rashad Bateman right there at wide receiver four, um, but it is a slightly below those two guys, but he's sure. still a phenomenal pick. Like if we pick him at 19, I'm not going to be like, man, I'm going to be like, heck yes, we have an all out, you know, all around great wide receiver option that could be wide receiver two opposite of Terry. So I think we're unanimous. Christian Darisol, not with a surprise. Nine, with the 19th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Washington football team takes Christian Darisol. Yep, Virginia Tech. <laughs> Getting it ready. Jason, if you see this, we're ready. Nailed it. <laughs> this, Nailed is, it. this is us practicing, okay? That was the first one ever. Um, oh, man, Najee Harris. Hate to see him go. Awesome. So now we are picked 51. This is where it gets tough for me because every time I mock it, I am just torn between two guys, and I know I will be again right now. So it looks like some linebackers started to fall. Zayvon Collins went. All these tackles are going, so I'm glad we got ours because literally all the other tackles I like, besides Walker Little, he's still good. Let me ask you about Zayvon Zayvon Collins. Is he an option there at 19? I mean, I know that a linebacker is one of those glaring needs, or is that too much of a reach? Is that one of those where you can't reach at that point? Ah, man. It if he is your guy, then you draft right. him at 19. But I have been seeing a lot. I mean, I think this is way too low for him. 35 is ridiculous unless someone jumps him. Um, I've, I honestly think these rankings are very accurate, though. That's why mm-hmm. I really do use it. Um, I think, obviously, Michael Parsons is linebacker one. Uh, Jock could be linebacker two. That's fine. Then it's really just going to be what team needs linebacker and he goes to the Falcons at 35. I feel like at 19, it would be a slight reach, and it sucks to say because that's my guy, and I have been saying right. if we get him at 19, I'm okay with that, and I am because I think he's that good. But I do think that is slight reach because I've been seeing late 20s for Zayvon Collins, and that's okay. Like If we don't get him, as you see right now, Jamin Davis at 41, who was probably yeah. the fastest rising guy postseason in the draft. Um, his stock is through the roof right now after – uh, pro days, and it's not a surprise to me because Kentucky really did have such a stingy defense all season long. I mean, turnovers, stops. Like, honestly, their team sucked. Right. Let's just be honest. Their team is bad. It usually is. You know, they got some good players, Benny Snell and um, some other guys. But their defense was really stingy all season long, and John Davis held it down. Like, I kept my eye on him. I didn't think he was going to rise this fast like he did. Um, but still just an athletic freak. So Walker Little, we don't need tackle, obviously. Elijah Molden, right. mm, not, I mean, I like him, but he's really not who I have my eyes on. Right now, it's these three guys, to be honest with you. Jamin Davis, Diami Brown, who is one of the most electric wide receivers, especially downfield, deep threat-wise. I call him the dynamic Diami Brown for a reason. There you go. And Jabril Cox, even though he's LSU, great linebacker. All three of these guys are huge value picks at 51. And not just because of the rankings. Like, I mean, you see 41, 45, and 46, and we're here picking at 51. Man, this is tough. Yeah. Um, now, I got to ask you, are you taking one of these linebackers right now? Or are you taking a good wide receiver? Or are you kind of saying, hey, I like the value later on with linebackers, or you like the value later on with wide receivers? And it kind of – they both kind of drop off right here, honestly. And we're picking at 74. So it's not like we have a ton of you know time to wait. Like it's it's coming up. So along those same lines, we we kept thinking that Washington would sign a linebacker in free agency, right? We'd see a guy that made sense. We'd see a guy like, oh, maybe he could come here, maybe we could get him on the cheap. And I don't know. I mean, maybe they made a small move here that I can't really think of a linebacker that they they signed mayo that's right yeah exactly (laughs) so to me that that makes me think whether it's the first round or in the second round that a linebacker has absolutely got to be not got to be the pick you know you got to see how it plays out but definitely has got to be in consideration so one of those guys right there and davis or cox looks pretty enticing um Again, you know, like you said, it starts to drop off, but wide receiver, I feel a little, I feel, I feel like we could roll with our wide receiver group right now and go into the season. 
I don't know how you yeah. feel. Obviously, you want to add to it in, in different ways, but it's not like a glaring need like right, linebacker right. is. Linebacker like it's still struggling. Like we could use some help. We can always use some help. <laughs> yeah. The linebacker yeah. to me seems like more of a, a pressing need. And so one of those two guys look pretty, pretty good right there. Yeah, this one's tough. Um, but for me, I like Jamin Davis's style. Jabril Cox is phenomenal. Um, played at North Coast State and transferred to LSU. People are saying, oh, let's see what he can do in the SEC, and he wreaked havoc just the same. Um, But I'm going off of Davis. I I really like his game. He does everything very well, and I just like his athletic ability. I just, based off of that alone, I think he'd be a great fit for us. Are you going against it, or how are you feeling? I I like the pick there. Like you said, his name has been screaming up the charts. Uh, I went from, like, not hearing it at all to, like, okay, who is this guy? And watch uh, the tapes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes, it makes too much sense there. Uh, but like you said, both, you, you can't really go wrong, but I, I think Davis is a solid pick right there. And just like that, we're jamming. I like it. Nice. <laughs> Wait, I thought I was, I thought, I thought I was the dad on this podcast. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you got the dad jokes. That was good though. Wait, I've been holding on to that one for a while. That one's, that one's been in the holster. I was like, come on, Brian, I'm ready to use it. Pick them. All right. So this is where it gets really interesting. I was doing mocks the other day, and this is where I really start to struggle. So we're at 74. A lot of safeties here. Jamar Johnson, our Darius Washington, um, some corners, some guards, and then, like I said, fall off at wide receivers. A couple guys, but I feel like we'd be reaching getting those wide receivers. Right. So for me, I've, I've been seeing Jamar Johnson a lot lately. Um I want to see what they had to say about him. Johnson's high-end coverage plays are special. You won't find a safety with better ball protection per snap in the class. On 406 career coverage snaps, Johnson's picked off seven passes and broken up six others. Just don't ask him to play in the box. Great. That's 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 exactly what we want. Like We don't want a guy in the box. Right. Um, he is a liability at tackler and missed 13 of those 49 attempts last year. Hmm. So, 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 I mean, kind of looking at a safety here, we, are we talking a guy that's going to start, that's going to rotate in is Jeremy Reeves an answer. I think those are the questions, you know, that, you know, what is Landon Collins's role coming back is, yeah. does he, does he pair well with Cam Crow? I mean, there's all these questions with safety to where you could talk yourself into one or you could talk yourself out of, out of one, honestly. Ooh. And then our Darius Washington from TCU played opposite of Trayvon. TCU safety might may not even be 180 pounds, but he continually plays bigger than his listed size, kind of like Devontae Smith. Um, over the past two seasons, Washington has earned a 91.3 coverage grade, allowing only 15 total catches on his 35 targets. So it looks like two really good coverage safeties here. Um, honestly, I've seen and looked a little bit of Jamar Johnson up, not enough of our Darius Washington. Um, but two intriguing guys. I'm not really interested in any of these guys below them. So at this point, it's like this. Are we taking a safety, one of these guys who could be great picks, or are you kind of looking at trades right now? It could be interesting, especially since Washington has another third-round pick coming up. Uh, could be interesting to see what is available, um, move back a little bit. You know, there, there's always something that could be done there. So this is what I like to see is um, the teams who most draft him in these mock drafts, like really other teams needs. It looks like the Cowboys, Vikings, and Lions. Cowboys are right behind us. They'll draft whichever guys left between those two. Um, and then Lions and Vikings, oof. Vikings pick at 90, but we do have pick 82. So it's not like we're jumping back a ton. So I wonder if we trade back with the Vikings, if you're up for it. <clears throat> let's see. So let's see. Look at this. This is good stuff. Oh, wait. Vikings have 78. Who did I say? Oh, 90. Oh, so they do have 78. Oh, yeah. We're trading back a couple. <laughs> we're trading back oh, yeah. a couple spots. So let's take 78. We'll give you 74, who was a conditional pick anyways, um, with San Francisco. Mm. How 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 greedy can we be right here? Like, what do you think they'd really give us to move up four spots? Like maybe 125? Is that yeah, is that, is that yeah. too is that too good? 
Ah, shoot. Four tries remaining. All right. How about 134? No, okay. Okay. We'll Kirk you... Cousins is running their draft room or something. Doesn't yeah, want to help so... out. Maybe hmm. – uh, would they would they try 143 and we just keep going down the line? I mean, I know we only have a few attempts. If not, we'll uh, – two remaining. All right. 157. Should we give away a seventh? Why not? It's 246. Like, who cares? Oh, man. Wow, they're gonna they get, are not we're having gonna it. Hate, they're going to hate us. <sighs> you know what? At this point, just give us 199. We're four spots. Like, oh, my okay. gosh. All, All right. right. So we're not happening. So we are picking. Yeah, Vikings, they're not having it. They don't want us. Let's see. So we're going to just draft a player then. Um, ooh, between our Darius and Jamar Johnson, I'm going to go. Hmm. I've been seeing Jamar Johnson brought up. I forgot who wrote about it, but they said guys that Washington should watch. I don't know who you picking. I, I like Jamar Johnson there. I, I think that makes sense. Uh, I don't know enough about our Darius. Yeah, same. I agree. And watch Dallas is absolutely going to pick our Darius. No edge. Wow. Okay. Well, he went, went to, to Chargers soon after. And boom, we are right back at 82. And not much has changed. So looks like hmm. Yeah, I still don't like any of these guys here. Like I'm this is where I'm like cool with trading back. I feel like any of these guys really at 82. And Josh Palmer's guy's been brought up a good bit also for wide receiver. Um Seems like Tennessee just doesn't ever know how to use their offensive players, like right. um, especially a wide receiver. He ran mostly a vertical route tree in Tennessee's offense and rarely got targeted because of it. That's why his 475 yards this past season really didn't do him much justice. His 81% win rate was the highest of any outside receiver in 2021. Senior Bowl one on ones. He did look great at Senior Bowl. Like to me, he looked like one of that possession guy I've been dying for at the wide receiver spot. So but like. No, like, does it excite me though? Not really. Right. A, a, a few of these guys don't don't really excite me. So, I mean, so here are we looking? Important. Are we looking? You know, at this point for need? Are we? Should we maybe looking for position wise here? Um, I mean, but to like to me, I don't think like maybe a guard just depends on what happens with sheriff. But like, it does it like scream like, all right, great pick in the third round? No. Yeah, um, especially pick nineteen in the third round. I just, I feel like this is where we definitely need to trade back. I feel like it's an option um, when we picked at seventy four, but I think even more so eighty two. Like none of these guys scream, "Hey, we need him." So, like once again, it looks like we got a lot of corners here. Tay Gowan's a stud. Um, might talk to him soon. Uh, try to see who needs a corner. The Rams. Let's see what the Rams want to do. And it's funny because, like, trade picks, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's <laughs> all they draft for. Like, let's just see how many picks we can, we can give get. away. So, 88, we'll give you 82. And let's just swap late picks. So, let's say, uh, I don't know what they'd be willing to do. All right. Let's just say six round next year. Boom. All right. Pick up a six next year and only move back six spots. I'm cool with that. Let's see. Oh, Michael Carter, no. All right, so that one hurts because I really do like Michael Carter. Um, so this is where I am looking down here. Okay, Khalil Herbert, like we just said, running back is a need now um, with Bryce Love being cut. Not that we really had much hopes for him. And then you have Tommy Trimble here. Tight end is still a need. Pete Werner, we got our linebacker already but he is good. Would you say we need two linebackers? Like, I don't know. I mean, I think you can never have enough guys that can chase guys down, but I think yeah. that, you know, if you get a stud like Davis, you might be able to look a little bit elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so here I'm looking really Tommy Trimble and Khalil Herbert. Like Khalil Herbert's that short, stocky, bowling ball running back. Great at Gibson. Tech. Yeah. After right. transferring from Kansas, 
And there's Puka Williams had his little breakout. Herbert broke out in a big way this past fall here. 91.3 rushing grade with 42 broken tackles on 155 attempts and averaged 7.6 carries or yards per carry. Um, another guy that was at the Senior Bowl looked great. They had him actually running a lot of special teams, kickoffs and stuff too. But Tommy Tremble, man, another great tight end. I'm not really huge on the tight ends later. And tight end has got to be one of those glaring needs, right? I mean, I, we we love Logan Thomas. He's He was unbelievable last year. But is Samus Reyes really your tight end too? I don't think that that's no. realistic. You know what? All right, we pick at 88. And we have a while till we pick again. But I, like, I'm okay waiting on a running back. I feel like we've learned this. You can get good value later on. Yeah. Um, I feel like tight ends – not so much. So I'm cool getting Tommy Trimble here. Um, really helps out the tight end room. Trimble earned the highest run blocking grade of any tight end in the country last season. He's at best blocking on the move and could even be seen as a fullback in the NFL. So um, I'm, I'm cool with him here. What are you feeling? Yeah, let's let's roll with it. Like, right. I mean, it's Logan Thomas, and that's about it right now. You could certainly yeah. use another guy especially a guy that, that can block, uh, I'll, I'll always take that in a tight end. Yeah, not that Moss. Yeah. <laughs> Just blocked, by the way. And then we have a while to pick here. This is where it's going to be like in the draft where we'll see a lot of guys that I like go in the middle. I'm like, dang, I kind of wish we had a, a pick here. And like I said, if we do trade back in the 70s or 80s, this is, might be like where we trade up to. Um, ooh, now this is where it gets interesting because that's my guy, Jalen Darden. Mm-hmm. We get him at 124. That's a good value. And Khalil Herbert's still here. Um, I'll see Some interesting I, names in there for sure. Yeah. So Nico Collins must have just went. Oh, Brevin Jordan went too. Dang. See, nah, I think that's way too low. I think Brevin Jordan goes before that. I think he's a third yeah. round guy. So, like, to me, I think if we picked. In the 70, 80, I think Brevin Jordan's gone before then. If not, then that's the pick I'm doing in uh, 74 and what was it, 80 yeah. or whatever it was. Um, so, mm, yeah, this one is interesting because there's some there's some good names. So we have Khalil Herbert still, Jalen Darden, one of my favorite guys at wide receiver, um, Dax Mill, maybe, mm, not really. Simi Fihoko, Huge guy. He had a great pro day. I mean, everyone did, but I love his size, his frame, his ability to high point catches. All of it was good for me. Um, Cornell Powell, another guy who kind of came on late um, that Clemson really didn't utilize that that well, which is kind of weird to say considering they had the yeah. best quarterback in college. Yeah, what do you what do you make of Powell and, and Rogers right there? Another Clemson receiver. Dude, Rogers is so explosive. It just seems like whenever he gets the ball, it's it's a big play. Uh like just seeing him in person when I was at the senior bowl, I was like, holy smokes. Like, and people were saying like he's a top slot receiver in the draft. And like I hundred percent agree. I don't think we need that. Yeah, you know, same with um who was it, Cage. Um K. Johnson, Johnson, another yeah. really good slot receiver. I don't think that's a need right now. Like we have uh, Curtis Samuel, who's going to play a lot of slot, and like you said, with Humphreys. So I want that opposite Terry guy. I want a big dude on the outside. And Jalen Darden is a slot guy mostly, but I think he will play on the outside some too. Nineteen touchdowns last year, seventy-four catches how, and almost twelve hundred yards. How tall is that? How tall is he? Oh, he's short. He's like five yeah. ten. And his his thing has been his size. Like right. and like when I've talked to him, he was one seventy and he got up to like one eighty for his pro day. Well, so like so, he's gaining weight. So I feel like you automatically like with some of these, you know, Terry's not huge, you know, not tall, not huge. Curtis it's not Samuel's like Calvin not Johnson, big. yeah. But I feel like I mean the the Chiefs have shown us you don't necessarily need that towering wide receiver you know there's nothing wrong with building with a bunch of fast guys like having small fast guys out there not so i mean i'm not saying that that's the pick or anything like that but i feel like sometimes we we try to find height and don't always have to you know what i mean yeah and i agree with you like to me it's it's if you get that separation that's just as good as being right big and physical like you're just 
dominating in a different uh, way. And don't get me wrong. I, I definitely want a Calvin Johnson or you oh, know, yeah. uh, somebody up. that can body somebody. But yeah, if you're going fast, it's hard to cover that too. I am not too like fond of the wide receivers after these guys. So I really wanted Nico Johnson to be here. That's like the pick everyone's, you know, screaming for right now. And I hundred percent agree. Nico Johnson. I mean, Nico Johnson, Nico Collins would absolutely be my guy um, if he was here, but he's not. So I got to ask you, is it Darden? Are we going Herbert? Cause he fell to us. Or do you want to pull the trigger on a guy that's not as well-known, but he really fits what we're looking for in uh, Simithi Hoko, who is a giant. I want to see what his uh, – they don't really have much about him. I just know he's huge. 6'4", 227. Yeah. Like, Hard to pass dude. on that. Yeah. I... But like I said, he's not like the well-known guy. So like not everyone's going to be like, well, you're like, yeah, he looks good. So are you going to run it back or wide receiver? I think that here you got to go wide receiver. I think, uh, like we said, that they're definitely going to take a wide receiver at some point. And um, I think you got to jump on one of these guys that have got some true talent and can make some some stuff happen. Um, you're right. It comes down to what are you looking for? Are you looking for more speed? Are you looking for uh, a Swiss Army knife? Or are you looking for a guy that's a tower that can go get the ball like Fajoko? Yeah, um, and the thing is, Ron has been preaching, like, I want speed. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you can have too much of that. So, like, what if Curtis Samuel does play more on the outside than we expect? And then you have a guy like Jalen Darden in the slot with Humphreys um, or vice versa. I think you can still put Jalen Darden on the outside. Now, there are some guys late, like Austin Watkins, who I really like, that could play on the outside solely. So, But it's also a, a, a risk. Like, are you going to wait until late around, and then what if you miss on that guy? Right. You're like, oh, let's wait till the fifth or sixth. This guy's gonna be here. Like, oh, I, like I wanted to do that with Nico Collins. I'm like, oh shoot, like he's drafted now. Now what do we do exactly? Right. So, to me, I think Jalen Darden's a great pick here. 124, it's good value. You have that speed. I mean, the production's there. 19 touchdowns on 74 catches, almost 1,200 yards with North Texas. Not the most electric, you know, offense in the nation, but yeah, it shows exactly. he's a big time playmaker. I like his game. We're getting Jalen rolling Darden. with it. All right, let's see. Then we do have a little while to pick. We're starting to see all we, these wide receivers come off the we board. We obviously see the needs there. Is Are we looking quarterback at any point here? Have we passed that point? Uh, what are you thinking in terms of quarterback in these mid to late rounds? I just don't see the point. Like, What's the point of getting a mid-round quarterback? Like, What is his true upside? Like, You have like a – less than 5% chance of him turning out to be a franchise quarterback. Is that worth, you know, not picking uh, – I'm not going to say Cam Crone's seventh because that never really happens too often. We got, right. you know, really lucky with him. But, like, Cole Holcomb or, like, Terry McLaurin in the third for the guy saying, oh, let's get, you know, Kellen Mond in the third or Davis Mills in the third. Like, And I've been saying, like, when do you find out what those guys are? Like, in training camp, do you see enough to be like, hey – Fitzpatrick, Heineke, we're going to start Davis Mills because he looked really good on, in uh, seven-on-sevens in training camp. Right. Like, mm, I don't know. And then, like, I know they're not, like, the best quarterbacks in the world, but are you sending Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke to the practice squad? All right. No, you, like, you're we, absolutely right. I just – Yeah. I, I asked that because I've, I've seen drafts, like you, you mentioned, Kellen Mond even going into the second round. I, I'm the same God, way. I'm like, I you're do just, not want him in the second. You're, you're, you're rolling the, the dice – when you don't need to right now. I mean, I think you feel pretty good. You know, you're not going to light up the world with Ryan Fitzpatrick or, or Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen. But you're like, going to win like games. Saying. Like, I, right. I think and, you will. And, and rolling the dice with a guy that, you know, has some raw skill, but really, you know, I would say underperformed more than anything and kill him. I mean, anybody at that point has their warts. It's their, there's a reason they're not a first round pick. You're absolutely right. It's such a crapshoot at that point. Do you want to take the risk there? And is it, as we're saying, is it a wasted pick? And so I'm, I'm glad I kind of agree with you there. I think that it would have to be like an, some obvious value for them to make a, a mid round pick, but I just don't know. I think that there are some, there are needs that for this team that can be addressed to where you just kind of skip over a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they have Kellen Mond going 55 to the Steelers. 
And then uh, Davis Mills went 67 to the Texans. I just feel like that's too high for us. Like, yeah. And I understand like the Steelers obviously need a a quarterback too. And it looks like the Texans might uh, need a quarterback soon, even though they were trying to trying to keep Watson around. But right. But like when I draft a second or third rounder, I want that guy contributing right away. And I know yeah. I know quarterbacks are are kind of a different story in the draft, but I'd rather have a guy that's out there playing regularly and can contribute and can contribute to wins right now than a guy that may or may not pan out in the future. Yeah, and and like we said, you're getting Jamin Davis at 51. Are you willing to give him up for a quarterback that might just sit on the bench for like two or three years? Right. That that honestly, if everything goes well, you don't want them to play, right? I mean, there's not a good yeah. scenario where a mid-round quarterback would play unless it's Russ Wilson and that's happened what one time and Russell early. Wilson, you know, I mean, it's just, it's such a, I keep saying crapshoot because it is, you, you never know that it's going to work out and it might not ever work out. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I just, if, and it's all about like your guy, like if Trey Lance truly is our guy and he's there at nine or 10, then you trade up and get him. Like you, you risk it. Not four, but if he's like, you know, 10 range, then it's worth yeah. it. Realistic. But like, right. Is, Davis our Davis Mills our guy. People are saying he might be. Is Kellen Mond our guy? Everyone's saying he might be. I'm sure other fan bases are saying the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but to me, it's just what Ron and them really believe. Like if it's your guy, then you get him. But if they're like, hey, I like I like what we have, you know, we swung on Stafford. Um, looks like we some say we made a run on Darnold, some say we didn't. We took swings on these guys, missed out on it. It's not like we got aggressive and desperate and you know, invested a ton in the quarterback spot. Like, those were our guys. We missed out. So now we're kind of just like, all right, we like what we got. We like Fitzpatrick. We like Taylor Heineke and we like Allen. Yeah. Um, and I think they're hundred percent. Okay. Rolling with those three guys next season. If it came down to it, I don't think they're going to be desperate and just say, well, let's draft a quarterback now because we have to. I agree. Um, and then we are at one sixty three. Ooh. So I want the little wrench into this one. So there are, Three guys that stand out to me that I like. Um, maybe even Cornell Powell if you want to double up on wide receiver. So, so far we got Darisol 19 at left tackle. Uh, Davis at 51 at linebacker. Um, who do we have? Uh, Jamar Johnson at safety at 74. Trimble at 88 for the tight end spot. And then Darden at 124 for wide receiver. Still need a running back. Chris Evans has been an interesting name. Um, out of Michigan could be another little uh, running back two guy for uh, Gibson. David Moore, one of my favorite guys I talked to on the podcast, small school guy, higher than a lot of people are saying. Like people are saying this guy is the real deal, and he absolutely is out of Grambling State. If Sheriff isn't here for a long term, David Moore could be the guy that comes in and fills in that need. Like yeah. he's he is that good. He is phenomenal. And he has ties to Doug Williams because he went to Grambling and they talk like regularly. Um, and then you have Poker Williams, another running back out of Kansas. Quick, fast guy, could be another running back too. So how are you feeling about this? And what are you seeing with these guys left? I don't see I don't see anything wrong with uh, going any which one of those ways. The one thing I think about with wide receiver, I know that that, that Washington needs a wide, res, wide receiver. I mean, like we've been saying, you can't have too many. But we also have, are, are we giving up on AGG? I mean, and then there's Kelvin Harmon. I mean, there are some guys also that you could almost view as kind of late round draft picks if they pan out. I don't know how you feel about those guys, but those are kind of in the back of my mind. So I wonder maybe if we lay off the wide receiver and look elsewhere. Yeah, I think we just take one. Um, and that's the hard thing. It's like how much faith do they have in Kelvin Harmon and AGG still? Like do we take a wide receiver at 19 like Bateman? Or mm-hmm. if they're like, hey, you know, we do like our wide receiver core more than a lot of people think we do. And we have all these question marks. Let's just see what we have with Sims, Harmon, AGG. And just draft one more guy. I don't think we'll draft two. I think that's a little much. Um, not saying that you can't upgrade from AGG and Cam oh, Sims sure. absolutely. and Harmon. Yeah, you absolutely can. I am honestly leaning guard here. I really, really like David Moore. 
great guy, but he is such a beast at guard. Well, We've seen how, Sheriff get hurt so many times. And, and how many times have we seen this team connect dots and, and, you know, go back to relationships? And you're absolutely right. The relationship with Doug Williams, similar to Darisaw being a, a DMV guy. I mean, you know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of smoke there. So, uh, you know, maybe there's a fire there, too. So that makes a whole lot of sense. Um and you're right. If Sheriff doesn't work out, you you you've got a guy that you think has some potential upside. If Sheriff, if for whatever reason, you know, I don't think they do personally get a long term deal done. But if they do, you only quote unquote only took a, a fifth round pick on a guy, and that's not too high of a pick. So I think it makes a lot of sense. And you can never have too many maulers on the offensive line. And like if we do lose Sheriff next season, like we might get a um conditional pick out of that so like yeah. you're essentially possibly getting david moore for free if you really yeah. think about it that way yeah. um and he could absolutely paint out for you i think this guy is going to go higher than 163 if i'm being honest with you so him at that is great value like this guy watches tapes he finishes every block like if he if he puts you in the ground like he's not done with you he's gonna wait for you to get back up and then slam you on the ground again Saw that over and over. Um, he was named one of the best guards at Senior Bowl by all of his teammates. David Moore, welcome to Washington. Linked Let's up. Go. Yep, like I said, we got that connection. And he, he spoke very high of Doug Williams when I talked to him, just saying like how special that moment was for him. I know he would love to be in Washington, um, not only just because of Doug Williams, but because we got a great fan base. You know, people yeah. want to people want to play here now, Brian. Like this is I, I, I mean, we say that, but I. Th- I mean, maybe kind of tongue in cheek, but I think we're getting to that point to where Ron Rivera is building. I mean, Jason, I mean, all these names are just doing the right thing and they continue to do the right things that I really think it could be a destination soon. And I mean, we saw William Jackson III, like they really said, like, why did you pick Washington over all these other teams? He's like, you see that defense? Like, (laughs) I want to be a part of that. Like, it's just, they're definitely building something special. So we're seeing that effect. And speaking of the draft, I'm seeing guys like, you know, uh, Warren Sharp giving them credit for Antonio Gibson, like comparing how well they've done in the draft on top of, uh, you know, the defense, obviously, but just some of the moves they, they've made. And it's not just like on paper. These guys have already panned out in the one year that Ron Rivera has been here. And yeah, I think that another strong draft and you know, if they're they're fighting for a division again this year, it could be something serious. So, anyway, back you. to the draft. Yeah. No, I, I I 100% agree with you. I think we showed last year that we can draft really well, and I think you know a lot of people were like jumping off the bridge when we lost Kyle Smith, but I feel better now about you know the team we have coming in. How everyone is on the same page. That's the one thing we kept hearing. You know, Herney, Martin Mayhew, Ron Rivera, all three on the same page and how key that was. It sounds like Dan Snyder's keeping his nose out of it, as he should. Um, So I have high hopes. Now, here we have two picks in the draft, 244 and 246. I'm not overlooking these picks at all. I'm actually really hyped, and I keep drafting my guy here. I'm not going to show him yet. I keep talking about him. I feel really good about him. He is such a sleeper pick. He has cam curl potential in the seventh round. Write it down. I'm sticking to this. I promise okay. you. Well, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get them first. Let me. Oh, uh, l- let me. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. So, but no, the, I, I I agree. This is now after last year. This becomes the Cam Curl, you know, theory syndrome. Whatever you. I mean, you do. You cannot overlook these guys because you might be passing up on a guy that could be an absolute game changer for your team. And so, yeah, these are huge picks and not something to just throw away at at all. So I'm, I'm curious to see where you're, where you're going here, who your guy is. All right. So these last two picks, I'm taking one as debt, or I guess they're technically two depth guys. Okay. We talked about the running backs. I think Jamar Jefferson's a good pick. I think he's good late round value. Javian Hawkins, another guy. Honestly, don't know much about Kinney out of Iowa State, so I'm not going to talk about him. Um, but I like Hawkins. I like Jamar Jefferson. Honestly, right here, I might go Jamar Jefferson at running back. Let me just see if there's any other ones I kind of snuck down that I know of. 
Look at this. These guys are potentially going undrafted. Quentin Morse, great tight end. Trey McKitty, another great tight end. So who knows? I mean, we, we're good at like signing undrafted yeah. guys. Riley Cole, another good player that might go undrafted. I'm just looking at these guys. It's always interesting. Darren Hall, another guy that we've had talks with at corner. Um, so first pick. I don't want to miss on my guy. Like I know there's literally just one team between us, but my luck, he's going to go to the Steelers. So out of coastal Carolina, Teron Jackson, Sean's up, not just because he went to coastal. This guy is the truth. I think our depth and edge is a bigger need that people are talking about. Uh, if no, Chase Young you. goes down, you know, knock on wood, sweat goes down, Chase Young goes down. We might get Kerrigan back. It's a little awkward right now because he went on these visits and we haven't heard anything yet. But I feel like depth at edge is such a need for us. And this guy is a beast, fast off the edge. People said he was a little bit smaller. He's put on some weight. Oh, man, they have us. He hasn't. They have him mostly drafted by the Cowboys and the Eagles. I hope Ugh. not. Um, go ahead. And I was going to say, you know, if, you know, you lose a guy, God forbid, Casey Tuhill, are we really relying on him to be our – and Jason Smith Williams, like we saw a, yeah. a little bit out of him, but like, are we going to start him? It's good. The more, the better. Like in my opinion. Um. So yeah, I love Teron Jackson. I ever literally every single mock draft I do, he's on there. He was at the Senior Bowl too. Um. I've just coastal ball out this season, flat out. Just a bunch yeah. of dogs on defense. He was he was one of them. Love his game. Can't talk about it enough. But if I had to let out some Homer in me, Patrick Jones second, another great edge pick that could be some depth. So I feel like those are two late round guys that are could possibly be gems. Like I'm not, I used to overlook them in the right. past, but like I'm done with that. Like there is some good value out there. Thank the, the you. The Cam, Cam Curl theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Cam Curl effect. He's opened my eyes. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going Jamar Jefferson here, running back. Like we said, we do need one more running back. Do we, you know? possibly sign a guy afterwards like when it's all said and done undrafted free agent but those aren't all guarantees um you've got rakeem boyd another big name running back larry roundtree guys that could go undrafted but i like jamar jefferson i think he's a good compliment um to antonio gibson and then you just let jay mckissick be that running back three offensive weapon wide receiver every now and then yeah. yeah Yeah, second most targets in the league for a running back last season. So well, and I think that this team, you know, obviously we're we're biased and, and we look into them more than anybody. But I mean, they've they've used some late round picks on running backs that have worked out. I mean, Alfred Morris, Chris Thompson was a fifth round pick. I mean, Antonio Gibson, third round. I mean, that's a that's a little bit higher, but you're you're absolutely right. I think that you can find some value. Uh, and especially at running back, we see how often they turn guys out in the NFL to where it, it doesn't hurt to to take a guy late and have fresh legs and have a, another guy available. And, and a lot of with running backs, it's it's the system. And I think that Scott Turner's system, I, I think down the stretch, I think maybe we were unsure, but I think it works. And I think in the right system, a running back can really thrive there and multiple running backs can thrive there. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and we saw um, Gibson go down with the turf toe, and it was given uh, Peyton Barber more carries than I was comfortable with. So it's just like if we can just one point seven yards per carry or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And I know we got Lamar Miller. Like this isn't Lamar Miller on the Texans. Like what five years ago? Um, that's more of a vet, you know, guy that could bring up you know Gibson as he's going into his second season as an actual running back, mm-hmm. and then bring in a guy like I said, late round guy or I. I don't. I just don't see us drafting one in a third again. Like I feel like that's too high. No. I feel like it's just all about late round value for running backs. That's what you do. You just draft one every two or three years. Don't pay him a lot of money unless it turns out to be like Derrick Henry, um, who I don't see slowing down anytime soon. But anyway, so looking at the draft, I love it. Christian Darisol, that long term tackle for us, um, holding it down. Jamin Davis, you feel good about his fit at linebacker for us? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, uh, like we said, linebacker is an absolute need. So to take one in those first two picks, I think was crucial, whether it's 19 or 51. Um, I Not guarantee, but I would be shocked if they don't take a linebacker at 19 oh, yeah, or there's 51. No, yeah, there's no I, way we I, I mean, I don't, those top guys. 
yeah, I don't know how you get over that. And so we we got one of them. So it absolutely makes sense. And he can he can make plays behind. You get you got to think that a linebacker has got to love the chance to play behind that front four. It's got to be so much easier than going the somewhere easiest else. Job in the NFL, I mean, go behind that D line. Yeah, so I, I love it. Um, and you know, just kind of looking through it all, I feel like we've kind of hit in a bunch of different areas. Guys that can contribute offense and defense. I think it's a real solid draft. Yeah, I agree with you. Got that safety guy. If Jeremy Reeves doesn't pan out for us, Jamar Johnson could be the guy who gets that free safety spot. They gave us an A minus in that. I disagree with the C plus with John Davis, but they really liked our pick with well, Jamar Johnson. Well, I noticed on there that he was kind of ranked a little bit lower. Uh, you know, yeah. his average draft position. But his, or I'm sorry, his average draft position was low, but his ranking was higher, which like we were saying, I think he's just shooting up boards. So maybe that's reflecting in yeah, that he's not playing being, it safe with him. They don't want to play right, too high. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that yeah. that's going to be a better grade than a C plus. And a lot of people are even saying he could sneak into the first round. It's like, I feel like at 51, that's a great value. Right. Um, Tommy Trimble getting that tight end help at 88, A minus draft grade. Um, another good tight end out of Notre Dame. We traded pick 88 um, or 82 for 88, and we got a six-round pick next year. Only going back six spots. Still got that help at water receiver, Jalen Darden, A-minus. They really like that pick. I agree yeah. with them. Just a firecracker production. He can score anywhere um, as a wide receiver. Love his speed. That's exactly what we're looking for. David Moore, I'm telling you, I can't like do not sleep on this guy. Small school wise, I love the small school guys. He might be one of the better ones in the whole draft. Watch his tapes. Like he he's just he isn't a flat out dog. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever talk to, but I would hate to be across from him as a defensive lineman. And then my other guy, Taryn Jackson, edge, that depth that we're needing. I wouldn't be surprised if Kerrigan didn't come back if he wouldn't even jump uh, Smith Williams as like that next guy for the edge mm. spot. Um, and then Jamar Jefferson adding that running back to giving some help for Gibson. Um, and like we said, just letting uh, um, McKissick be that wide receiver slash running back three guy for us all around. I feel really good about this. Not only did we hit a bunch of needs, but top guys, especially in that top part, but I'm yeah. telling you, man, these late round guys here, like, Tommy Trimble, yeah. Jalen Darden, Moore, Jackson Lee. Like, that's a lot of good value. Yeah, those are absolute guys, absolutely guys that are going to provide depth, but also can come in at different times, can give a guy a breather, you know, whatever it may be um, that, that you really build a roster out of. I think those top uh, three, four picks are going to play and, and contribute and and do big things. But then it's, it's towards the end of the draft, like we're saying, that you, you get a guy that, has some upside and who's going to just continue to grind and, and get out there and, and, and make something happen. So I think we absolutely kind of hit on, uh, you know, need best player. We really did a good job of mixing it up a little bit and uh, I feel yeah, pretty solid about, worlds. yeah, adding all these guys. in. Yeah. Landon Collins gets hurt. You see what you got in cam curl sheriff gets hurt or doesn't come back. You see what you have in David Moore. Um, and same with running back, you know, the Bryce Love experience is over. Now we're really looking for that depth, that running back. You'll see what you got with a guy, you know, in the draft. Um, feel really good about it. I like it. Once again, I think A plus. If I had to give one of these PFF grades for us, I'd say A plus plus. How about That's that? Right. Absolutely. Maybe, no doubt. But honestly, they gave us a B plus, which I'll take any day of the week. It's oh, probably yeah. about as good as it's gonna get for me my grade wise so I, b plus sounds really good to me let's just say i do better in mock drafts than i did in high school yeah there you <laughs> go just, yeah I, I didn't get many too, uh too many b pluses growing up so i'm good with it pff loves it saying washington football teams making the playoffs again might just print this out and frame it behind us and see it's funny because like last year me and adam did some mock drafts and we selected in our final mock draft antonio gibson in the third and agg in the fourth we nice. nailed those two. So I'm looking forward. I think I think Darisol is a very popular pick unless someone takes him before us. That's where I think it can be get really interesting. I think if you take a poll right now, who we take at 19, it's like 60-70% Darisol. Mm-hmm. So if someone does take him first and like Elijah Vera Tucker's gone, Slater's gone at tackle, it's gonna get interesting. Like maybe we do pull that trigger on Rashad Bateman. So 
Brian, yeah. I love it. I think we did a good job. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, anything else you want to say before we go? I was going to say print it out, take it with you to Cleveland, try to find someone from Washington. Well, I don't even know. They might not even be in Cleveland. They might be doing their remote work. But anyway, just hold on to this and, and be ready to pass it out anywhere you can in Cleveland. Excited to follow along with you, man, and see what uh, see how Cleveland is. I can't believe we're, what, a week and a half away from the draft. Finally. feels like it, it's finally it's, here. It's going to be the longest week and a half ever. Uh, we might do uh, an episode before I head to the draft. I'm leaving Thursday, and I'll be there the whole weekend. Um, but, yeah, I'll be sharing videos. Y'all give me a follow. My Twitter handle is right on the screen, at Josh Taylor WFT. And you can follow Brian Murphy at bmurf 13 Appreciate y'all tuning in, and we will see y'all possibly next week. See you. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. Maybe I got it all too fast. Too soon. Living like no friends, no Trying to make it last, make it move, move. But I'ma hop in this point and like a fool screws. Give me I've been having a grateful I'm thankful. I've been a grateful I'm thankful. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.